I'm not going to clean that up. You have to clean that up. Padded Room Radio is on the air, you maniacs. My name is Darian. I do identify as a werewolf, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Jason Harrell is in the house. He Hello. identifies as an Italian pimp from 1972. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know what to think about knowing you're coming out as a furry. I am. I'm coming out. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking it. howling and all that shit. <laughs> what's going on, man? Not much, buddy. What's up with you? Nothing. Buddy Same is also shit. in the house. Hey, what's going on? He identifies as a uh, 1983 disco queen, which and is kind of weird machine. because uh, <laughs> disco was on its way out in 1983, and that's a weird <laughs> yeah. era to identify as, but okay, very well. I'm going out of the closet. You are going, actually, you're kind of going back in. I, think. <laughs> oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. What's going on with you fellas? Nothing. Nothing no, at all, another, Jay? Another uh, action-packed hmm. week of uh, not much. Tell me you made it to the thrift store. No, no, not even the thrift but store. But I did at least get some movies in. That so. a baby. There you yeah. go. Uh, Been working in the garage doing that crap. Are you Are you dressing the, up in your laser tag gear? Please tell me you are. Yes, I oh, am. Thank you very much. I know. I know that you are because I can see the scar on your forehead. And I still lack so much athleticism that I can't even <laughs> shoot myself with it. It's hard, man. <laughs> it is hard. Uh, we'll get a game going in the inside the garage one day. It'll be stupid. <laughs> it'll be the dumbest thing ever. Two grown men standing three feet apart. It sounds me. pretty sexy, though. I'm pretty sure mm. I shot you. No, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, what's up with you, big guy? Nothing, just working. Just yeah, working. Just working. As usual. Yeah. Always working. Always working. This fucking guy. How dare mm-hmm. you? He's How got mo- you? motorcycles to pay for. Yeah, man. Yeah. Would you buy a motorcycle? Yeah. Would you he got get? me a, it's a 2022 iron. It's a Sportster. Very cool. Yeah. I had a Sportster once upon a time. So the cool thing about the 883s, if you want to trick them out and put custom pipes on them, mm-hmm. you can make those things loud as shit. Oh, yeah. I chose not to because I'm not a cock. <laughs> right. I'm there. not doing that either. <laughs> I mean, I was a pro. Because, like, I had a 91 Sportster. Um, it uh, it was okay. I bought it fairly cheap. Uh, had the ape hangers. I put ape hangers on it, even though I look kind of silly. Basically, I had to sell it when my son was born. And I, I, I'm just too big for that bike. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was too big for it. Even when I put the, the highway pegs out, mm-hmm. my feet would hang over like an extra foot, oh. which made me look pretty silly. <laughs> I thought I was yeah. stupid. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a lady's bike or something. But uh, Well, he's not going to put that much money into it because no, no. he's already said, 
hey, about a year I'm going to trade it in for a yep. bigger one. Yeah, bigger probably one? around springtime next <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, you're bigger than I it. am, so yeah. you're going to need a bigger bike, buddy. Because yeah. that's kind of weird. You're going to need a bigger bike. <laughs> <laughs> yep. If you're going to look for sharks, then you need a bigger bike. Right on, dudes. Um, my mom, how's your mom, Jason? Uh, she's the same. Yeah? Yeah, she's doing so, all right. How about yours? I had the dubious distinction of helping my mom into the shower because mm. she just got out of the hospital yep. from surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, 73 years fun. Yep. And uh, <laughs> I saw her naked. Fun. Ooh, that, yeah, no, that is fun. No, 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 no. Oh, boy. Well, as many times as I have, you were needing to catch up, I guess. Uh, yeah. So you've seen your mom now? I was talking about your mom. Oh, okay. Well, I don't feel as bad then. You know what I'm talking You know all the weird the weird symmetry the crevasses. in the curves. <laughs> the crevasses. It's, uh, yeah, it, we, we had an advanced technique. Uh, I'd help her into the shower with her clothes on. Okay. She'd take all the clothes off inside the shower hand them out see my mom can't thanks for tuning in to geriatric care radio <laughs> yeah somewhere out there there's somebody <laughs> listening with a raging heart on right now. <laughs> this is for you uh mike whatever whatever your name is uh i i uh i i didn't even think about that um i didn't know i was going to help her into the shower right i went over to her house and she's like I, it's been like uh She's been out of the hospital for about 10 days, and she's like, Darian, I need a shower. I'm like, okay, how can I help? Help me take a shower. Okay. She goes upstairs. Five minutes later, Darian, I'm ready. I go marching right upstairs, and kablam! Wait, let me get my zipper down. All right, stop no. it right now. You're perfect. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, it's got to, she needs help, and I got to help right. her, right? Sure. At the same time, dude. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna be expected to perform sexually at some point, at some point in the future, hopefully. And you're, I don't know. You're that no I'm, longer talking about your mom, by the way. I assume. No. Well, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but how I'm do glad I? Glad that up. How do I get that image out of my head? <laughs> I mean, I love my mom very much, but sure. goddamn, man. Oh, all right, all right. We got a we got a whole other horror show to get into here. It anybody, only gets worse. If anybody has any tips for getting naked mom image out of your head, I would love to hear it. Uh, the padded Not, room. <laughs> we have now outsourced the job. Yes, we have somebody coming in to help her with it. That a, I don't, that I don't, a boy. I don't have any tips, but my mom because she lost her leg. Right. She actually has somebody coming out to her to give her a shower. Okay, but she has like a professional. Yes, that's used to these sites. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that professional, <laughs> right. and I am not. Used I recommend to these trying sites. to get one of those. <laughs> uh, yes, and I will get with you both later on exactly how I. How, I'll, I'll name the price. I'll name it. <laughs> yeah. I will fucking pay it, and I will love it. All right, enough about me and my mom. <laughs> Let's get into a real horror show here, shall we? Folks? That was the horror show. That was it, dude. The stuff of nightmares, as they say. Speaking of the stuff of nightmares, my friends, let's kick things off with a little horror news. horror news boom jay what do you got one thing what's that something everybody saw coming netflix has canceled resident evil yep i um Hmm. i'm gonna be honest with you i didn't make it past the first episode that first episode was a real turnoff for me and for various reasons pertaining to uh, certain pet peeves I have. 
it wasn't that good. I mean, it's fine. I'm sure if I got deeper than episode one, it might have got better. It, I mean, it pretty much stayed consistent the did whole it? time. Yeah, it had its moments. It had some. It did have some good visuals. Yeah, but the the, uh, the story was not good. But with that said, a lot of the movie series itself isn't that great. I think uh, hmm. Welcome to Raccoon City. Is probably yeah, as as it's yeah. but get. I mean the bread and butter of the franchise. The, yeah, the Mia Jovovich. Mm-hmm. Right. Ah, I don't need it, man. I, I don't need it. I never saw any of the series. The movie series? Yeah. You don't need it. Hmm. It's uh, it's just dumb action with a light dusting of zombies and nonsensical cleavage. Yeah. Is what I, I mean, I saw call. the franchise. Yeah, the movies, but. Did you see the movies or not? Didn't yeah, he just I thought say you just you, said you didn't, you didn't see, see the no, movies? The, so you're talking about the canceled. Like oh, the, you're talking about the Netflix. Oh, yeah, the you, Netflix didn't you didn't see that. Yeah, oh, okay. I didn't see that. God you're very it, confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> no, we did traveling that. back <laughs> and forth through time. <laughs> What's just happening? No, we did that whole like thing with it. Okay, there was yep. a thing. There was a thing. Yeah, it's true. There was a thing. Um, yeah, I don't think you need it, buddy. Yeah, it's you could unless you're some kind of a resident evil aficionado like a even if you're like a big fan of the video games you're mm-hmm. going to be disappointed because it doesn't have a whole lot to do with the video games yeah how many seasons did they do on Netflix? just, just one. one. Oh, yeah okay. it just got canceled okay that's so all got, i got buddy all right pig killer with jake Busey plays a real life canadian serial killer what do you think about that huh uh did they say which one um it is probably picton yes picton mm. yeah and i guess um, that's just like screwed up here. Good old uh, he murdered Busey. 49 women and fed them to his pigs. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. Uh, Vancouver area, if I remember right, mm-hmm. early 90s, uh, had a big pig farm, mostly sex workers. And like I, I, I did the deep dive on Robert Picton. Like he could have been caught so many times, but because the local police just didn't care about sex workers, they just basically slid him. Oh, oh, another wow. one's missing. No big deal. Oh, <laughs> another one's missing. No big deal. Yeah, hmm. that sucks, man. Wow. Yeah. Oof. Um, the wait is over. Project W, the newest Resident Evil crossover with Behavior Interactive's Dead by Daylight, arrives today for PC and consoles. You're fucking a right. It did. Yeah. Deacon's out there right now playing it. Oh yeah. He's gonna kill me as soon as the show is <laughs> over. <laughs> Um, next, Sab- Sabin Films is action thriller Hunted, which begins with a home invasion gone wrong and accumulates in a new take on the classic tale, The Most Dangerous Game. All right. Yeah, that's coming out too. Didn't um, they do the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? They did. Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought. Uh, you yeah. know, it might be okay. Hunted is releasing in theaters on October 21st and VOD on October 25th. All right. That's it. That's all I got. What do you got? Dudes, 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 dudes. If I got some news for you. All right. Are you ready? All right, all right, all right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are we ready? For Tusk Part 2. Oh, boy. Oh, Oh, boy. Kevin Smith is planning a sequel to Tusk. Yeah? I'm out, man. I'm already out. To one of his most disappointing movies of his whole lineage. That and Yoga Hosers. I was going to say, uh, Yoga Hosers Hosers is by and far the worst. And uh, that last Jay and Silent Bob movie was really bad. I didn't Uh, even bother with that. Super, super, like, woke shit. Like, Uh, it was just, it was terrible. That's kind of Kevin Smith's thing. Yeah, like, I used to be such a massive fan of his, man. And he has gotten so douchey over the years. It's true. 
Yeah. I was a big fan of his until he got into that pod war with Adam Carolla. <laughs> and I have always been a Carolla guy, but I like Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. But Kevin just laid it on so much with you're a homophobe and a misogynist and all that stuff. And I was like, yeah. but he's not really. And no. if you listen to what he's saying, then you would realize that's whatever. Right. And then, of course, Tusk came out. And I wanted to be a Kevin Smith fan for that because it was like, oh, he's doing horror. But then Red State came out. Great and I point. was like, fuck yeah, yeah. dude, love that one. Good movie. And then Yoga Hosers, and I'm like, hey, dude, you're at this point, you're yeah, just making w- movies for stoners, pretty much, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will definitely watch it. I've seen all of his movies, so, I mean, I, I, I'm already prepared for disappointment, so I'll probably be at least a little pleased. I'm probably going to pass on this <laughs> I don't know. I'm, uh, I haven't I made up my mind yet. Uh, speaking of sequels, Jordan Peele is already planning Nope. Two. Yeah. Has anybody seen Nope yet? Have nope. not seen it. Nope. Me neither. <laughs> Perfect. Nope. Uh, I guess it made like almost 150 million in the box office. So. It does, but I think a lot of that just. I mean, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I haven't heard anything about it. Me to be honest I've with heard you. a lot of mixed opinions. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he gets a lot of uh, just name recognition. You know. Which is fine. It's not to say he does bad work or anything. It's just... He really took a dive with me with the Twilight Zone series. I never watched it. Hmm. Wow. That bad? Well... He was bringing in a bunch of other directors for that, too. Because basically, he was just the host of it, wasn't he? No, I I mean, I didn't think so. Oh. All I know is that you will um, be convinced that you're a worthless... Uh, Caucasian male by the time you yeah, end up watching it. <laughs> I mean, I'm oh, already wow. out. Uh, I'm already out. Yeah, there's a... Am I, I an mean, evil oppressor? They're just so, ad- like, agenda-driven. Oh, yeah. Well, and and that's dis- it's just disappointing. Yeah, yeah. I get it. So, I hmm. mean, like, every time they try to reboot the Twilight Zone, it never goes well. Uh, what else we got here? Speaking of sequels, Sean S. Cunningham mm-hmm. is teasing... Yep. Another installment of Friday the 13th coming next year, gentlemen. Yep. Wow. Where's the excitement? Where's the Where's <laughs> got, the enthusiasm? They've been having a pissing match for so long, it's hard to believe. The it. pissing it'll, match it'll, is over. It'll come to fruition. There's a pissing, the pissing match is over. I didn't think it was. From what I read, it is. Um, what I don't understand is why we don't just consider uh, never, never Hike Alone and Never Hike in the Snow, was it? The yeah, I never the, saw the YouTube the, ones? Yeah, I never saw the second one, but the first one was great with Tom Matthews in yeah. it. I mean, that could easily be canon. It's it's basically just a little spin-off kind of a situation, yeah. but it was great. I don't know why that can't be part of the franchise. Mm. I don't know. Uh, I'm excited because, you know, we got all the, we're, we're getting a, a fistful of uh, Halloween movies shoved up our colons. But I thought yeah. that the, um, the, like the original character creator who wrote like the original story mm-hmm. i thought his kind of um ip claim to jason i i thought that he still had like the rights to that okay. and that's been the the crux of the the pissing match that- but i thought that the courts leaned towards him still having that that ip claim correct but so for sean s cunningham to tease it well i mean did they come to some kind of impasse i don't think sean cunningham was the one that was going against him i think sean cunningham was on his side because that was sean cunningham's writer for the first three i think friday the 13th movies so if nothing else they have a good relation or they had a good relationship at that point um now the thing is is that 
I believe New Line Cinema had the rights to Jason Voorhees. Thus, we got Freddy vs. Jason. Paramount then bought the rights to Friday the 13th, which gave us that remake. Since then, the legal fiasco has ensued. Hmm. Um, from what I understand now, uh, Victor, whatever his name is, the writer, got the rights back. And now Sean Cunningham is teasing a Friday the 13th sequel. Hmm. Now, don't you dare give me a Friday the 13th sequel without Jason Voorhees. Mr. Cunningham, sir, sir. if that is your real name. <laughs> uh, lastly, are you speaking of serial killers, are you guys ready for a Jeffrey Dahmer miniseries starring Evan Peters? Yes. Uh, by Ryan Murphy, the guy that created and continues on with American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be good. I'm sure it will be. It'll be in the vein of that O.J. Simpson miniseries that we got a little while ago with Cuba Gooding Jr. I never watched it. Me neither, but I heard good things. Okay. So there's something to look forward to. Yeah. Cool. And that is all I have on the horror news, my all friends. Right. How about a little listener mail? How about it? How about it? Listener mail. We got emails and voicemails and all kinds of fun stuff. Let's start things off in jolly old England. Here comes the horror slut. Cat's in the house. Subject line, cute and cuddly. Hey, cat. Clearly, she's talking about Jason Harrell. Of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. Evening, gents. I do hope everyone had a safe week. Really quick vote tonight for the Krites. Not only are they cute and cuddly, but I think they also have the numbers over the vampires. As for Educate, the movie sounds familiar, but I believe you have me stumped tonight. Back to my double shift. Have a a safe and healthy week, Cat. Right on, Cat. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. That is two for the Critters. I love it. Critters have a chance. I think they have a chance against the 30 Days a Night Vampires. Hmm. I know. It's a long shot. Hmm. It is a long shot, buddy. And I don't appreciate your condescending, hmm, hmm, hmm. How dare you? (laughs) Uh, Let's get back here to Reno, Nevada Here comes the cowboy Hey, cowboy Subject line, who gave the spankings? Oh, behave (laughs) Evening padded room Hope everyone is doing well and made it in tonight Happy belated birthday to Buddy and Daly Sounds like you all had an awesome weekend Now the question is Did the birthday peeps get their proper spankings? And who gave them? (laughs) Inquiring minds want to know A gentleman never tells, cowboy with notes, I'm looking forward to Terrifier 2 and the new Hellraiser movie, Bring on the Gore, both movies I'll probably buy. With the R.I.P.D. movies, fun and silly and would probably be a one-time watch. Yeah. Now, I'm sure Darian already covered this, but a bit of Dead by Daylight news. Resident Evil Project W is out. I'll be getting the late, the, I think he meant the latest. I'll be getting at least the killer because using Wesker to fuck up players sounds like a blast. D, gaming when you want to play with no judgment. Got a few to run matches with, and we all suck equally. But it's fun to shit talk on the voice chat with other fun peeps. And I haven't sent you that many invites. It was my controller button sticking. Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, guess what, cowboy? What I do when I play video games is I, uh, I play the video games, but I hand the microphone to my daughter, and she handles all my shit-talking for me, <laughs> which is 
very vulgar and at times uh, <laughs> offensive and it, it can be hurtful. I'm just going to tell you right now. Prepare to get your, your feelings hurt. <laughs> Uh, Terra Dome, I have to go with who I grew up with, and the Critters. They have numbers and the huge Critter Ball. Plus, they have piranha, a piranha aspect. Might not kill the vamps, but they would take time to heal if they could. Right on. Two more for the Critters. Uh-huh. I will put in a mention for an upcoming fight. The Brides can fly, though not always with wings. And they are already dead. Just pointing that out shamelessly because I want my girls to win. Immersion therapy. I tried to watch it, but I couldn't make sense of the movie. Six days a week might have something to do with that also. I did get a chance to catch some movies. All I think worth a watch. The Call and The Cellar. Both fun supernatural movies. Have you guys seen The Call? That's a pretty good show. No? Only the Halle Berry movie. No. There's (laughs) there's one on Shudder with Tobin Bell and Lynn Fry. Hmm. Pretty pretty good little like uh, I guess ghost movie is what I would call it like a hmm. yeah I'd call it a ghost movie yeah I haven't seen that it's pretty good uh, the seller <laughs> I've seen it uh, whatever uh, fender bender simple slasher with a decent story the reef stalked standard shark movie but still rather fun hope everyone had a great week catch you on the flip cowboy P.S. when's the next your mom's basement I like hearing you all geek out. Well, that's kind of a tall order there, Cowboy. Getting four dudes together at the same time, now that youth youth sports has started up again, and two of us being fathers is a lot a lot easier said than done, my friend. But we are trying to. We tried to get one together, what, two weeks ago? Yep. And it just fell apart, <laughs> as things often do around here. Uh, kind of like my hopes and dreams. Yeah, you know. any dreams or aspirations you might have had <laughs> just completely come apart. Uh, we got a couple voicemail voicemails here, boys. Voicemails. Meals. Okay, this first one comes from Sir Allen of the Cha Cha. This one actually came right in the middle of last week's show. Uh, we didn't get to play it, so we're playing it now. Added room. What's up? So I forgot in my previous call. So Deacon wants an M16 with shotgun mounted on. He that. does. Well, they do make it. It's called really? the Master Key. <laughs> I think it only holds like three rounds, but the idea was to have uh, the M16 and have the shotgun. You could load it with breaching rounds. Okay. So he could actually get a hold of one of those eventually. Eh. Anyway, that's all I got. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Well, wow. I know what he's getting for Christmas now. Yeah, I imagine yeah. there's going to be some red tape involved mm-hmm. with that purchase. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be like a, you get one of those, you're immediately on like an FBI watch list, right. I would hope. Those That's that's a nasty that's a nasty item to have right there. Mm. Holy cow, I didn't think that actually existed. Auxiliary wow. 12 gauge. I love <laughs> it. Alan called in for this week's show. Here he comes. Padded room, what's up? What's Better up, Alan? Room, give me the critters. I'm not sure who Mr. Darian is. Hope everybody's doing good. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Beautiful. See you, Alan. I think I stumped the panel this week. Right on. Uh, Thanks for calling in, Alan. Your votes are locked. The critters are running away with this one, fellas. Look out, 30 Days a Night Vampires. (laughs) There's a new black, furry, miniature sheriff in town. (laughs) Intergalactic gerbil. Intergalactic... uh, yeah, being hunted by a rock star and a Playboy <laughs> playmate, which was incredibly hot, by the way. 
Uh, let's get down to Southern California. Here comes Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey, Tom Hey, yo. Oh, is he cutting out already? Or did I lose him? Uh, on the edge of the cake part, man, man. I thought I had you for a minute there. It was like, uh, that flick, Highway to Hell. No, no. Seen that movie uh, with the uh, hell cop where he's got all that shit carved in his head. Yeah, that's a like, silly movie. Glasses bolting on. Man, I know that's a cheap. Yeah, but, uh, I still, man, that's a good movie. But uh, you know, know what? So I actually, I, I don't have it. Um, we are, we are I not remember, giving up on you, Tom I remember Marty. my first um, cell phone. But I do want to get in on the Terror Dome, of course. What do you think? Uh, you know, we got the 30 Days a Night Vamp, and we got the Crite. We do. I see this as, I'll be honest with you, this is an easy one. Okay. This is Crite's all day. He said Crite's. I mean, uh, you're worried about, uh, well, you know, there's no stake through the heart. There's no holy water. How are they going to kill these vamps? Man, there ain't going to be nothing left of the vamp. I mean, what, what, what are you got to be worried about when the crate shifts it out? Is it going to, like, reform itself? I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think that's yeah, worried about. I think there's a deep on. theory for the crate. All righty. I don't even think they're going to have to form into that, like, the super, super ball. crate <laughs> ball thing. Um, yeah, put me down for the critters. You're in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what are you looking at, Department? I did get to catch the uh, season of... Um, Lock and key with the kids. Oh yeah, and eh, not bad. Uh, I gotta say, this kind of felt like it was a rushed season. Yeah. I guess it's going to be the last season. Yeah, hmm. um, kind of shorter than a normal. I think ten or twelve episode season. This is like eight. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of felt rushed. The uh, season or series finale or whatever kind of felt like thrown together and. Yep. Uh, all in all, though, I'd say not bad. I'd say, you know, if you're two seasons in, wrap it up, you know. Uh, but okay. uh, the one one good thing i got to say about it is uh, the bad guy, the main bad guy, actually looks menacing uh, as opposed to that little twink they had in there, like some sort of, Check, yeah. I don't know, new kids on the block reject. Yeah. I wouldn't but, call him a twink. Yeah, all in all, <laughs> I'd say give it a shot, man. It's just it's punk. <laughs> All right, I guess that's all we got from Tom Hardy. Well, oh, anyway, hope well, all is well. Love you like family. Bye. Love you too, Tom Hardy. <laughs> we do not love your cell phone. No, we do not, <laughs> my man. It's uh, it's SoCal. That's how that's how things roll down there, you know. It's that Walmart prepaid plan. Oh God, <laughs> the burner phone. Using the jitterbug. Oh no. <laughs> I like the skeleton key uh, seasons though they're they're pretty good. You so. mean lock and key or lock and key? Yeah, it's uh, it's family. Yeah, like fantasy, more of a fairy tale kind of a thing. Yeah, adults can't oh, see the magic, right? Yeah. Kind of a thing. It's hard to remember that that is that whole thing is put together by Stephen King's son. I'm at, I've never read. The, I know they're based on graphic novels. Um, I would like to assume that the graphic novels get a little more dark. I hope so. Less like family friendly, but I don't know. They might. That might just be how yeah. they go. I'm. I'm looking forward to checking out season three. I'll get around to it eventually. Uh, that's all we got on the listener mail, boys. You guys got anything for Cat Cowboy Tom Hardy or Alan? Thank you all. Yeah, Thank thanks, you guys thanks for calling and writing in. You guys are the best. Thanks, guys. You knew that. 
Alrighty, let's get ourselves into a movie here, fellas. Yeah. Simon! There are children who can see a hidden world whose imagination opens their eyes. That's right, baby. It's The Orphanage, or El Orfanago, from 2007. This one got 7.4 stars on IMDb, directed by J.A. Bayonia, written by Sergio G. Sanchez, stars Belin Ruida, Fernando Cayo, and Roger Princep. Roger. There's a Roger. There's a white guy in there. Uh, no, it was the kid. Oh, oh yeah. Roger. Roger that, Princep. Um... So this one, I thought, I could have swore this was directed by Guillermo del Toro. And looking at it, you would think so. His I mean, name was in it. It is. He, he, basically, he got a executive producer credited. But basically all he did was help fundraise for the movie. Mm. So uh. that was basically the extent of his. He read the script and liked it. And then he helped everybody out and got them some more money. Okay. Um, this is, uh, this is, this is um, Poltergeist. This is Poltergeist in a bigger, darker house. Am I wrong? Uh, I like it a lot better than Poltergeist. I like it a lot better than Poltergeist, too. It's a lot more gothic, but the beats are all the same. The crux of the story is the same. It's uh, They put a little bit of a twist in there, making it an orphanage, and they put some backstory. But it's the same basic story. Uh, Family moves into a new house. Kid goes missing. Mom has to go to some extremes to find the kid into the whatever whatever realm you have to go into to get it get the kid and that's about how that goes down hmm. you know i'm gonna argue this analogy okay <laughs> well not to any great extent but i i definitely do not pick up on poltergeist at all I you're not getting I, that i, I didn't at either all. no it's the same There's movie. so much more to it than that then then what poltergeist yeah 
Okay, what am I missing from Poltergeist? Well, the ba- the back. I mean, if we're jumping ahead, I mean the the backstory of. Like, oh, you're talking about the orphanage. Yes. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, Poltergeist. No, fuck no. I'm just talking about like the the skull, the bones of the story itself. Oh well, if it has, yeah, I guess if you're saying you it even, has a start and an end, so therefore it is poltergeist. <laughs> it sure. has a start and an end. <laughs> I believe there are people in this one, so it's pretty much poltergeist. Uh, you could say the same thing about Insidious, though, right? Insidious is family, new new house, kid goes missing. So I would say Insidious is much more akin to Poltergeist than Orphanage. I, th- I think they're pretty much all three the same. That's just me, though. Okay. Now, we're going to get it. There's like a, the, the, the depth of this one is a lot better than Poltergeist because Poltergeist doesn't really have any. But we'll get into that here. <laughs> so we're going to start off at an orphanage in Spain. El Orfanago. El Orfanago. And we're going to meet Laura, or Laura. Uh, she's, uh, what do you think? Probably nine, eight or nine years old. And she's about on the, on the brink of being adopted. Mm -hmm. Uh, she gets adopted and we're going to, we don't really get to meet any of these kids, but we do get to see them. And they are for the most part, special needs children. Uh, you got a kid with a leg brace on, you got a blind kid. Uh, you got a kid that won't come out of his mask, but you don't really see him yet. Um, I think that was about it, right? Everybody else is pretty much normal. Yeah. Seemingly. Yeah. Um, she gets adopted, and now we're going to fast forward. Jeez, probably about thirty years. Yeah, it sounds about yeah, right. Yeah, just looking at the at yeah, the because I because I think she goes on to say that she's like uh, thirty nine, thirty seven, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she's pretty hot. Uh, Beline Rita. No, doesn't take much for you. No, it doesn't really. <laughs> uh, she showed up in a wife beater in the opening sequence. Oh, sold. That, that did it for you. <laughs> sold. That's my weakness. Um, I'll wear a wife beater next week. Would you please? <laughs> Don't be stealing my dressing ideas. Uh, so she shows up 37 years, or however, probably about 30 years later, buys the orphanage with her doctor husband in the hopes of starting a home for special needs children, basically rebooting uh, her childhood. Now the place has been abandoned for quite some time. She's bringing her own adopted son back into the house. A uh, kid, probably seven or eight years old, named Simon. Simon. I'm going to call him Simon. Because Simon, I don't know. Simon. Yeah. Simon. Simon. The amount of time Simon got screamed in this movie, which it was a lot. I don't know if anybody took a count, but I'm sure it was at least 70 to 80. Right? <laughs> yeah. So they get in there. Uh, immediately, the place is uh, a big creepy house. It's a big uh, orphanage. Um, it looks like uh, something you'd see a vampire walking out of. I'd say it's a bitchin' house. It is a nice I house. Lo- I yeah. love the house. Sure, yeah. but uh, it's it's creepy. It's a creepy house. Very creepy. I knew it. I knew it was coming. <laughs> um, they get in. They get moving in there immediately. Like uh, some, it, we start off very subtle with the ghosty stuff. Uh, Simon has made himself a new imaginary friend. He's got two pre-existing imaginary friends, but they are refusing to come into the house. Apparently, uh, there's the house sits actually right on a cliff overlooking a beach. I believe close to a beach or, or yeah. within proximity yeah. to a beach. And on the beach, w- walkable distance. There's a lighthouse. Mm-hmm. That is no longer functioning, apparently. Uh, very cool. Uh, Laura takes them out like on a little walk. They go walking on the beach. Laura shows them an old cave that they used to hang out in. Now, like all beachside caves, 
once the tide rolls in, it basically goes underwater. Mm-hmm. So you can't be hanging out in the cave for too long, or you will be drowned, buddy. Right. And that fucking beard of yours isn't going to save you. <laughs> it's not a floatable device. But it would no. look magnificent glistening in the water. It would. That's right. And it may actually float out to alert people of your presence <laughs> yeah. in the cave as the tide rolls in. I don't know. It might also look like a, a group of octopus like fighting. <laughs> it could. <laughs> or some kind of a sea urchin situation stuck on a barnacle. I don't know, man. I haven't seen you underwater in a while. Uh, anyway, so they're walking, and while they're in the cave, Simon meets another imaginary friend, a little boy. And he's like, oh, you want to come play with my house later? And Laura's like, come on, we got to get out of here. Tide's coming in. But then as Simon leaves, she sees a second set of footprints walking off in the sand. So she's like, very creepy. <laughs> they go back to the house again, little paranormal stuff, creaks and cracks here and there. Uh, Simon's having a hard time sleeping at night because of the creaks and cracks and his new imaginary friend. Um, basically it's time to open the house. It's time to bring in the rest of the patients slash special need kids. Mm -hmm. And they're having like this weird masquerade situation out on the front lawn. And, uh, everybody's having a great time except for Simon who has barricaded himself in his bedroom and he doesn't want anything to do with anybody. So Laura goes up there and she's like, dude, come on. All the kids are here. How about you get down there and make yourself some living, breathing friends for once? And he's like, no, I'm not leaving. I'm staying here. I'm playing with my friend Thomas. Thomas wants me to hang out here with him. And she's like, who the fuck is Thomas? Just get downstairs. And then we get like a little shoving match and she gets a cake knocked out of her hand. And he goes hauling ass out of there after he locks her in a bathroom. Now, while that's going... Cuts off her nail. Yeah. That, well, oh. she, he slams the, the, the door, the on, door her on her fingers. The door on her finger, yeah. That looks painful as shit, man. Uh, while that's going on, she has to like yell and scream, get somebody to let her out. Now she's pissed off, and she's like, where's Simon? I'm going to kick his ass. She goes running around. She can't find Simon. Simon, Simon, Simon. All the, the special needs kids at the party are like... And then they go running Scooby-Doo off. impressions? <laughs> That's what they were doing, man. Uh, that was like a, a whale. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a whale song. Yeah. <laughs> One kid went... <laughs> Reenacting orca. <laughs> uh, they go running out. She goes running out on the beach because she thinks that that's where Simon went. She's yelling and screaming and making a big scene now. All the parents and the kids are officially freaked out. She she sees Simon walking into the cave. Her husband is hauling ass after her, like, hey, calm your ass down. He doesn't see anybody in the cave. Right. Uh, he tackles her just as the tide is rolling in, and she gets like a nasty, I don't know if it was broken or just a nasty cut on her leg or something. It looked but, like it uh, broke. It did. It looked pretty gnarly, whatever it was. Because she ended up in a cast. In a wheelchair, too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she goes. She's convinced that Simon's in there, and then from there, boom, we smash cut to six months later, and Simon has still not been found. Okay, that sucks. Apparently, all the kids pulled out of the group home because she can't watch her own kid. I don't want want her watching mine. Right. right? Especially, you know, having that little freak out and getting your nail all smashed up. Uh, Carlos, the doctor, the husband, and Laura are like, you know, they're, they're doing what any parents probably would do which is just like scour the area they've got the big conspiracy board up with the maps and the 
clues and the little sightings and all that shit and all the wanted posters or have you seen me posters. And they're talking to the police. The police have came. They've taken statements. No clues. This kid seems to have completely vanished off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. They even went and, like, drug the beach there with boats, went into the cave, obviously. No bodies, no nothing. Comb the beach. Man, <laughs> we ain't combing shit. <laughs> have you guys found anything? We ain't found shit. <laughs> Giant com- ass cold. My men are combing the desert as we speak. <laughs> yeah. Good times. That's a Spaceballs reference yes. for those of you not in the know. Um, Get so, yours for $30. <laughs> so from there, we cut to a very depressed uh, Laura and Carlos, and they're like going to support groups. Now the paranormal activity is starting to ramp up. Mm-hmm. Uh, before Simon disappeared, he showed Laura this game that he plays with his new imaginary friends where they take something of his hide it and if he they leave him clues as to where it might be and then if he can track it down he gets it back and they give very exhausting right and uh i don't have the i don't have it i'm not gonna (laughs) do that unless you took like the tv remote i'm just gonna be like whatever you got my (laughs) wedding ring and Ah, you you get a wish yeah if you if you you find it you get one wish (laughs) and you get your shit back too which is kind of rude Really? Yeah. Why take it in the somebody? first place? Yeah, why'd you take it, you fucking thieves? <laughs> Fuck off. No, it's a game. It's not very it's fun. It's not a game. It's called... Uh, Stealing. Larceny, I believe, depending yeah. on the value of the item. It's called... I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah, it's called... <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, anyway, so that's kind of a thing that happens. Um, like, we, again, with the creaks and the groans, she thinks she hears uh, Simon's voice periodically... To, to the credit of the director, this is a very old and very creepy big house. And it lends itself well, I thought, to like the haunted house experience. Mm-hmm. So this is where uh, she decides to go to the university, just like Joe Beth Davis did, mm-hmm. in case you guys haven't drawn the parallels yet, and contacts the local paranormal researcher, just like Joe Beth Williams did, and just like... Um, <laughs> Whatever, his, the old lady that wrung her hand, she's like, well, I know a psychic. I'm going to bring her in. Now, unfortunately, it's not Zelda Rubenstein this time, but it is a much uh, more attractive lady. So <laughs> yeah. we have that going for us. So here comes, um, oh, God, the, the guy from the university. I've seen some people let themselves go in my day. <laughs> it's a fatter Tucker expects. <laughs> oh, God. It's, just, it's like they combined them both into one person. <laughs> But that scene where he's walking down the stairs and his yeah. front gunt is oh, just yeah. kind of dangling. <laughs> yeah. Apparently he's a really popular Mexican actor. Good for him. Yeah. I'm glad he's doing something because <laughs> he's not doing anything really other than that <laughs> as far as like physical activity goes. But uh, whew, anyway, this is where the paranormal research team comes in, just like in Poltergeist. They bring in a medium, just like in Poltergeist. The medium has a genuine freakout, just like in Poltergeist. Come on. This this narrative existed before Poltergeist. Give me an example. I'm, you watch enough old-ass movies to surely conjure one up? None as on point. I would say this one... <laughs> Recruiting a psychic or... Any type of medium or breaking out a Ouija board. Well, no, I mean, that happens. But the chain of events that follows, follows the exact chain of events as Poltergeist. It has to be that chain of events. You're not going to go seeking out a psychic before the kid's fucking missing. Well, no, obviously. Okay. But from here, the mother must in go, or 
whoever must go on some hero's journey to find the missing kid, which is going to take her into a supernatural realm, Jason. Maybe Ooh. I just don't like poltergeist so much I that like I take polter- special offense to the statement. I don't take I don't like poltergeist either. But I hate to admit it. it All those toys flying around is that's just so cheesy. That is the worst. And thank Christ we didn't get into that shit. But anyway, here comes Zelda Rubenstein. Excuse me, Senora Zelda Rubenstein with her group of college kids. It is they're going to figure the whole shit out. So they set up the cameras everywhere. They put Zelda. Er, the medium. <laughs> they put the medium into her trance. And the guy was the large. The guy was the large. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this, they, to, to their credit, this was much cooler than Zelda Rubenstein shaking her oversized boobs all over the place. Uh, she goes into this trance. They've got the cameras. They've got a blueprint to the house. And they're like tracing her path along. As she's going from room to room. That was pretty cool. So she pops up. She's like, I hear kids. I think they're somewhere. And she goes down the hall. And she's like, I can't hear them anymore. And then she goes down another hall. And she's like, oh, I, I, I think I got them. She opens a closet. And then they start tweaking the audio that they're recording. And they can hear the kids coming up like EVP style, like screaming and howling. And, oh, mm-hmm. God, what happened? What did you do to us? Uh, and that's where she's like, oh, my God, what happened to these kids? And everybody's screaming, do you see Simon? Is Simon in there? Where's Simon? And she's like, ah! And then all the cameras start shutting themselves off. And the the big guy is like, oh, you got to get your ass back to the center of the house immediately. And then I'm going to take you out of the trance. So she does that. And then they kind of pop her out of that. Now, something I glazed over was the quote-unquote social worker that pops up periodically. Mm-hmm. Now, this is an interesting twist. And this is the deviation from Poltergeist, gentlemen. So before you get your panties in a bunch. And this is why it's nothing like Poltergeist. (laughs) This and a number of things. I don't know about that. So the social worker shows up actually before Simon dies. And this is where we, er, before he passes, or disappears. Spoiler alert. And this is where we find out that Simon has HIV. Yeah. Uh, presumably from his his biological parents, because Mm -hmm. we also find out that Simon was adopted. Right. Now, this social worker is a um, little quirky, little uh, little spacey, uh, but she's got, like, paperwork on Simon, and she's like, hey. But she's like kind of like staring off and looking around the house and things like it's that. It's kind of creepy. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then she shows up later that night just kind of hanging around the outdoor tool shed, mm-hmm. which is also very sus. And then she just goes tearing off into the woods when she gets confronted in the tool shed with a shovel. They're like, what the fuck was that? It was the old lady social worker. She just went hauling ass off into the woods with a shovel that she stole from our work shed, by the way. Mm -hmm. I'd like my shovel back, ma'am, if nothing else. (laughs) I'd also like you to stay off my property. Um, They call the cops, but they're like, well, I don't see anything. She just took a shovel. You can't really grand theft shovel on an old lady, (laughs) you know? Sorry. Sorry about your shovel. Uh, But it's kind of weird. And now the now that we're going to cut back to the present timeline, after the seance, or whatever you want to call it, paranormal experiment, um, now the paranormal activity is really going to ramp up. Um, the whole thing, we get a lot of a breaking window, and then basically the whole thing culminates in this nutsack game that they like to play where uh, one clue leads to another, to another item, to another thing, to another item, and they basically have Laura running all over the house trying to put the pieces together mm-hmm. so, meanwhile her husband just thinks he's she's descending more into madness yeah as you know i mean what do you 
Sure. I mean, I would imagine if one of my kids just vanished with no clues and no trace and no nothing, I would probably go a little crazy myself. And I don't know what kind of state my wife would be in, but I'm sure it would not be. I would probably be the one contacting the medium for the seance and all that shit. <laughs> um, anyway, she plays the game. So the game was set up earlier in the movie. Basically what happens is they, they being these spirit entities, take something that belongs to you, they hide it, but then they drop clues, one leads to another, and then eventually you'll find it, and if you find it, you can have it back, and they'll grant you one wish is what's going on. So now she's kind of replaying this all in her head. It starts with a broken window, which overlooks a window seat. So she's like, aha, we're going to play the game. So she takes all the boards off the window seat, and it's all the dolls, and now she's starting to remember when she was an orphan at this uh, orphanage and all of her friends that she had. Uh, And she's like, oh, these are our dolls, but hers is missing. Where did I used to hide my doll? Up in the closet. So she goes in the closet, gets the doll, puts it back, looks in the closet again and finds, I think it was a, a, um, a picture. And then she's like, oh, it's a picture of me and Simon. Where did this come from? A photo album. So she goes and gets the photo album, opens it up, Instead, where the photo used to be, she finds a rose that's been like pressed into the photo album. She's like, oh, a rose. Where would that be? The rose garden. Goes out to the rose garden, starts looking around there, finds like a weird piece of quilt that was cut out. And she's like, oh. Blanket. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, where would this be? Where the fucking blankets are. So she goes up to the uh, blankets. And then she puts that back. And where she she finds the blanket, she finds an ice cream wrapper that uh, Simon had showed her earlier in the movie that was like the first ice cream he had after he had his tonsils out. Mm -hmm. It came out of his treasure chest. Yeah. So she's like, oh, Simon's treasure chest. Goes and opens Simon's treasure chest, finds a doorknob. Uh, She's like, oh, a doorknob. Well, fuck me. I got a whole house here full of doors. I don't know where the fucking doorknob goes. So she just basically starts running around the house going door to door trying to find like a door that might be missing a doorknob, I guess. And then she, after she runs out of doors, she starts looking at, like, um, chest of drawers, uh, closets, things like that. Eventually, she gets herself out into the work shed. And this is where she finds the little pendant that the social worker was wearing, like, half-assed tucked under some cement bags, which were covering... What the hell was that? Was it like a furnace or something? Yeah, it looked like three ovens. Yeah, something like that, yeah. which yeah. is very suspect. Why do you need three blast furnaces in an orphanage? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe when they die, there's their way of um, I don't know. unclaimed orphans. Yeah, <laughs> crematorium. Basically, yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. basically. Well, what they it died bo- there. Nobody wanted them, so let's cremate them. That's basically what it boiled down to, and that is the most fucking grim orphanage I've ever right. Heard of in my yeah. Life. Well, we offer a in-house crematorium in case you <laughs> choose not to come back to get. I your mean, it was a work a work shed, so. Maybe, maybe like it could have been used right, like or something like that. Maybe they had a blacksmith that was just sure working in there. I'll buy that. They were making <laughs> tin lurker magnets. Yes. <laughs> so she's like, "Oh, well, that's weird." So she starts moving the uh, whatever I think they were cement bags away from the kiln furnace thing. Kicks it open, finds a bunch of other cement bags. She's like, "Well, I'm going to take these out." As she's taking one out, a human jawbone falls out of it yeah she's like oh shit i hope that's not my kid so she pulls them all out and starts finding the remains of all these other miniature skeletons 
one of them will note has a leg brace on it. So she's mm-hmm. like, ah, shit. Now, while that before that happened, the weirdo social worker showed up like in the middle of town as Laura was going about putting up her um, Have You Seen Me posters and got hit by a bus. That was crazy. That was pretty gnarly. That was very Final Destination-esque. Yeah. But uh, that led to an investigation. Well, I think she was following me around. I found her in the work shed the other night. That led to an investigation, which brings us to the very enthralling backstory of Thomas mm-hmm. and what his problem was. So now we're going to cut back to when Laura was a kid. Now, I believe the majority of this part of the story happens after she was adopted. Am I correct? What? The, the, the question? The events with Thomas. The, basically, the, oh, yeah. that happens after Laura was adopted, right? Mm-hmm. So what? Yeah, all, all of the events transpired. Everything with all of the kids transpired just after she got adopted. That's what I thought. So basically what we're going to find out is that there was another kid that was there while Laura was an orphan. His name was Thomas, and his mother was the one of the uh, caretakers or headmistresses, whatever mm-hmm. you call them. And Thomas was horribly deformed. And she, whenever she, he went outside, his mom would make him wear this mask. Um, at some point after Laura was adopted, she didn't even know he was there, I don't think, right? Because, like, they kept him hidden away. Wasn't his mom the lady that got smoked by the bus? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. that's what we find out. Uh, eventually, like, some, some game was played after Laura left, and Thomas got killed. I think he drowned. <clears throat> yeah, they, they took his... <clears throat> They took him to the cave and mm-hmm. they took his mask off, mm. thinking that he would have to come out without his mask on. Right. Yeah. But he refused to come out of the cave. And the drive. tide rolled in and killed him. Killed him. And then after that, of course, his mom, who was the headmistress, killed the uh, the remaining five kids and got rid of their remains in the blast furnace. Thus, they're still there. That's And his mom, of course, turns out to be the weird social worker that showed up in the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's why she was lurking about the... Uh, work shed in the middle of the night she was trying to get rid of the evidence i assume anyway and that is the extent of the deviation from poltergeist you motherfuckers that's it no from that point forward we're on full poltergeist alert no uh yeah no you don't think so no all right give me another deviation we're coming up on okay then (laughs) you still have a missing son we do okay but we're gonna find him all right. And we're going to have to take a paranormal voyage to find him, Jason Harrell. Okay. We're going to have to dive deep. Go ahead into... and keep telling me how this is not the same as Poltergeist. No, I'm telling you it is the same as Poltergeist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so from there, okay, that's very interesting, very creepy. And uh, it's that's that's pretty gnarly, dude. We, we kind of dipped our toes into Jason Voorhees land there for a second. Um, so once we figure that out, okay, now... The ghosts are in full form, and they're like, okay, now we're going to really get it going. Dad has, Carlos has had about enough of this shit, and he keeps bringing this uh, police detective back that I think he may have been banging, because (laughs) she was a female, and she was doing a lot of hanging around with Carlos. Uh, He keeps bringing her back all the time, and uh, she's telling, quit, don't listen to this ghost shit, we gotta, you gotta, you know, be... Have some faith that he's still alive. Try to be positive, you know? And she's like, no, we got to get the mediums and the Ouija boards. Um, Dad's had about enough. He's like, dude, I don't want to be in this fucking house anymore. Um, I would like to think that Simon is alive somewhere and he might be found at some point. And uh, trying to contact him 
using weird psychics and stuff is not really helping anything at all. So how about we get the fuck out of here? And Laura's like, no, no, I can't leave. I can't leave. I have to just give me two. She boils it down to give me two days to say goodbye, not only to Simon, but to my childhood that happened here also. Um, so he's like, all right, I'm going to take off for two days, and then uh, we're both going to get out of here. So he splits. In the two days, and this is kind of where we go into the further a little bit, Laura kind of puts it together that she needs to basically recreate uh, her childhood environment yeah. by, like, setting everything all putting up the way everything it was. back. Like, this, she puts the scarecrow back in the front lawn. All the beds. The beds go back. That's like, fuck, man. That's probably a, a good day's two days' work. worth of work, I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. Just in rearranging shit and putting, digging things out of closets and all. Fuck all that. Uh, eventually, she does it, and she's like, okay. She even makes, like, this huge dinner for all the kids with all their favorite sweets and shit. And she's like, okay. Okay, what, what else do you want? I can put it all together for you. I'm, here, I, here I am. And she even dresses up like the headmistress. Uh, nothing happens. And then she has like a freak out moment where she's like, what the fuck do you want? And then the sun goes down and it gets very dark and creepy. And then she starts playing her uh, one, two, three, knock on the wall game, mm-hmm. which is basically a modified version of uh, red, light, red green light, green light, but kind of with that squid games kind of, I'm going to turn around and you yeah. can run and then I'll look back and you got to freeze. Yeah. That part was probably the best part of the whole movie because that was creepy as shit. She turns around, suddenly the door is open. And then yeah. she's got to find the balls to look at the wall again and do the one, two, three. Look, turns back. Yeah, I would have tapped right kid. the fuck out. I would have. I would have ran. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the biggest bitch ever. Fuck out of here! Oh god, there's a kid here. All of a sudden, uh, first there's one kid, then there's like three kids, then there's all five kids, and they're getting closer and closer to her. And then eventually, one of them like reaches out, grabs her. <laughs> she freaks right out. Um, it's like turning on and off the light with that thing that gets closer and closer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, I'm just going to leave the light on. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, fuck off. Get out of here. Uh, that kind of sends her into this weird... I don't know, man. I, I It felt to me like um, she was being... Like she was kind of in a fantasy world or something like that. Yeah. Where she had this big freak out. And she's running around like following these sounds. It takes her to what I think was a utility closet, right? So at at this point, how are <clears throat> how are you one for one comparing this to Poltergeist? Oh, it's simple. This is when Joe Beth Williams ties a rope around her waist and jumps into the vortex. Okay. Except this is I think this is happening in Laura's head, right? It has to be. No. no. No? You don't think so? No. Well, it, some something weird is afoot. I don't know what's going on, but at one point she's okay well i'm getting ahead of myself here so she uh is running around following these sounds it takes her to this weird utility closet and she's like i know he's in here and she's like throwing things around and she finds like a secret door which goes down to like this dungeon which was i believe thomas's like weird fucking it's under the stairs children right? under the stairs residence yeah that's where thing. they kept him and simon had said that thomas had a uh uh, miniature uh, a, house. A little house. Yeah, or yeah. something like that. So now she's down there, and sure as shit, there's Simon, mm-hmm. alive and well. And he's like, hey, what are you doing? And she's like, I came to get you. Now there's like more pounding and thrashing going on upstairs, and it sounds like it's getting closer and closer. So she picks up Simon. She's like, okay, just everything's cool. Everything's cool. Don't worry. And it's getting louder and louder and louder. And then like the lighting shifts, 
and all of a sudden she's not holding Simon anymore. She's just holding a like a blanket, like an empty blanket. Mm-hmm. So that to me is her coming out of whatever the fuck ghost dimension or weird mental state she was in, and now she's back in reality. And this is where we realize what really happened. Now this doesn't end nearly as Rosalie as Poltergeist does. Rosalie is a word. I looked it up, you motherfuckers. Don't look at me like that. I mean, this is where it takes its strongest turn away from Poltergeist. The the ending is much more grim than Poltergeist. And to its credit, I would say, if I had to pick which one was better, I would definitely say The Orphanage over Mm -hmm. Poltergeist. Oh, yeah. Um, And that's when she's looking around and she sees, like, this husk laying at the bottom of the stairs. Husk. What what else would you call it? (laughs) What else would you call it, Jason? It's a it's a husk, a and she's husk. like, she's like, what is that? And she's thinking, oh shit, that's Thomas's dead body. Why is this husk wearing my boy's clothes? Well, fucking husk over there! Look at that shit. This is a no husk zone. Didn't they see the no sign? Husk zone. She goes over there and she's thinking, she's like think, remembering everything that happened that day, and she's she, in the sequel, Husk Two, Husker Do, Husker Don't. <laughs> Uh, she gets over there and she sees Thomas's old mask and she's thinking oh shit that's Thomas's dead body I don't know fucking thing and then she of course takes the mask off and it's the long dead body of Simon and she's like oh fuck me and then now she starts thinking oh right when she started looking for him that day she went in there and started moving a bunch of shit around and inadvertently barricaded him in there right um Joe Beth Williams did not send her daughter into the void. No, and that's another slight deviation. That's a major, <laughs> major point. <laughs> Maybe, but uh, I do not remember her that. throwing her child into the TV. She may have left that TV on intentionally. That's true, Jason. You don't know that. Somewhere there is some weird <laughs> yeah. poltergeist fan fiction where Joe Beth Williams was a, was a, delete, a deleted scene. Worst mother ever. <laughs> You're going to watch this. As soon as they get here, you tell me they're here. And then you get in there. You dive. Uh, and that's that's kind of the pisser is that we find out that she accidentally killed her own son. But at the well, same time, it was kind of engineered, I feel, by the ghost of Thomas because he's the one that let him down there. I don't know. It, it was probably overall an accidental death, but she's... Yeah, I think she accidentally yeah. killed him by Very moving much. the shit against the door. Yeah. yeah. Because then all of the eerie, creepy pounding and that all of him. that stuff was him trying, trying to, to call it yeah, to get the but fuck out of there. You would think at some point, hey, I'm down here. Hey, anybody up there? You're going to let me out. I can hear you yelling for me every eight minutes. I'm down here, you deaf bitch. I'm just saying. All, all he can do is pound. And that's it? I don't know. Maybe it was like soundproof or something. All they could hear was the pounding. But, uh, and then she, like, takes him upstairs. Suddenly the lighthouse is working again. She starts popping all these pills, kills kills herself, right? Mm -hmm. We're in agreement on that. Mm -hmm. And then she, like, snaps out of it. And she's like, I want Simon back. And then Simon wakes up in her arms. And all the orphans come in. And now they're like, oh, you're going to take care of us. Yay. And that's pretty much the end of your movie, except for we get a little cut postscript scene of uh, Carlos visiting the grave of Simon and Laura and all the other orphans. And then she found the ne- he found the necklace that uh, his wife wore. So it, it kind of made me wonder, was that a cl- left as a clue? Like, Maybe. was it a start of a game 
for him to kind of go down the same path and then end up with them? Or did he just find it and that was the end of the movie? I think he just found it. Like, here's your necklace back. Because remember... She, the- she took it off. It's a Mexican tradition. Um, oh, Vada explained to me really well what it was. It, it has to do with, like, the inner demons and stuff like that. So when she took it off and let it go, it's like that just... It's like releasing whatever. Hmm. And then, so, of course, he just found that, you know, oh, okay, well, this is it. Well, he lent it to her. He's like, when we find yeah. Simon, give it back to me. And then she found Simon, so maybe oh, that was her giving okay. it back to him. Yeah, that's true. Valid point. Yeah. So, that's pretty much the orphanage. What'd you guys think? Do you remember in the Poltergeist where Joe Beth Williams joined uh, the daughter in the void by killing herself? <laughs> No, she had a rope around her Or deciding her waist. to just stay there permanently. Well, she had a rope around, around her waist. Yeah, because she came back. So if... if uh, Both of them came back into the Laura real world. Laura had tied a rope around her waist. Yeah. And somebody pulled her. Maybe they both could have came out. I don't know, man. It, to me, feels like the, the ending is much darker. The overall movie is much darker and better than Poltergeist. Um I feel like it's the same. It's the same. It's the same skeleton of a plot. There's mm-hmm. much more meat on this bone than there is on Poltergeist. I like the. I like the the spin on. Um, she was basically to blame for Simon's death. That's a real motherfucker, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would probably pop those pills too. Yeah, I didn't. It's it's been years since I've seen this, and I, I remember not being real big on it, but I. I was completely into it this time. Yeah? Yeah, I actually scored it really well. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was really, really good. Very cool. Glad you liked it. Yeah. Buddy, what would you think? Not bad. Um, I didn't know what to expect coming into this one. Yeah. Um, it's not at all what I thought it was going to be, but it, it was good. You imagine with a movie called... It's not scary, you know. It's. I mean, there's some creepy... Elements, moments. yeah. The at, there's definitely a creepy atmosphere to it. I think the movie takes place in Spain, right? Right. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, not a lot lost in translation. I watched it with subtitles. Is that what you guys Yeah, got? Yeah. yeah. Um, the atmosphere is definitely there. Mm-hmm. And taking... Even if you are going to draw the parallel to Poltergeist, taking that story. If you're the one person. I am the one person. And I'm not letting go of this. Is that one percent? Not not for a second. Uh, Taking the the Poltergeist story out of suburbia and putting it in a rural orphanage immediately cranks it up like three notches for me. Yeah. Um, Adding the element, adding the backstory. Just saying, we got a haunted house because you built it on a cemetery and there's still dead bodies under there. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. And sure. And that's one of the that's another one of the weakest points for me for Poltergeist. Yeah. Is okay. The house is on you know old possessed land. Sure. Like I I felt the the backstory of this is much deeper. I agree. Mm -hmm. I like it much more than Poltergeist. It's really fleshed out. It is totally. Um, If I had to rate the three, I would probably go Insidious, then this, then Poltergeist. And I'm sure there are a myriad of other ghost stories out there that follow the exact same tract. Same poltergeist tract. Same poltergeist tract. <laughs> there are many poltergeist tract movies out there. You guys better quit making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that going to be a theme of a month? Poltergeist tract? That's right. Make fun of Darian Month? Go fuck yourselves. We're taking a break, you assholes. <laughs>
Hey, inmates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. If given the opportunity, gentlemen, would you purchase a big dilapidated house, uh, obviously at a discounted price, but with like a tragic history? I think I I would. Yeah, probably not. No? Why not? I'm a massive pussy. Okay. But, I mean, (laughs) you wouldn't have to live there. Like, right now, I feel like, like, like if you could buy, like, the Chris Watts house in Frederick, Colorado, and just do, like, an Airbnb thing, mm-hmm. that thing would probably blow up and pay for itself inside of a year or two. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just because people are weird and they like uh, true crime and there's this whole paranormal movement going on. Sure. So that's an option. It is. That would be an option. Nobody said you had to live there. Okay. Um. You would probably. I'm not above it. exploiting it. No, totally. Sure. I always thought it would be super. I just cool wouldn't want to live there. To buy like an abandoned mental institution. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck I would do with it. I would probably just walk past it every now and then. Oh man, <laughs> very creepy. <laughs> uh, Mike, go on in there, will you? <laughs> Tell me what you see. Take some pictures. I want to know what I just bought. Well, you could also uh, you could absolutely like rent it out for filming movie sets, mm-hmm. sure. Uh, weird parties. I'm sure there's some eccentric fuckers out there that like to get down on in uh, weird grave sites and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Just a thought, man. I think I would if I if if I could get the price down far enough. You yeah. know what I mean? I would because it, it that's going to take a lot of work. If, if you, even if you are going to go the Airbnb route, you're going to have to put a lot of plumbing in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably going to need some electrical. That's not going to be cheap. So. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I, I'm smelling effort. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Jason is allergic to effort, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, goddamn it, you guys ready to get into the Terra Dome? Yes, let's do it. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. First, this week's winners. In teams competition, we had the Critters versus the 30 Days of Night Vampires. 
The streets of Barrow ran red. The carcasses of the vampires, along with most of the humans, lined the sidewalks, picked clean of muscle, sinew, flesh, and hair. With a vote of 9-2, to two, gentlemen, the critters have advanced over the 30 Days of Night vampires. Look at there. Wow. It's that, that tidal wave thing. You know what I mean? A vampire can regenerate, sure, but that's just going to make more food for the critters. Because they're just going to swarm them, right? You figure for every vampire in that town, there would have to be at least 40 critters. I'm just doing math here, boys. That's all I'm doing. I'm just thinking out loud. I'm just saying it's poltergeist all over again. It is poltergeist in Spanish. A better version of poltergeist. I'll give you that. All right, let's take a look at this week's matchup, shall we? We are in the Inferno Conference round 12. As usual, inmates, I'm not much of a writer, but I appreciate you humoring me on it. <clears throat> Potter's Bluff along the Santa Carla coast sat empty for centuries, overlooking a lonely cove that nobody knew about except David and the boys, until one night, long after the boardwalk had closed, a late summer fog rolled in and brought something with it, a galleon, a ghost galleon. The boys were elated as finally something new had happened. They'd existed for decades on that beach without anything ever happening or giving them any kind of a surprise. This would at least break the tedium of unlife. Upon boarding the galleon, they are met with silence, darkness, and unease. Creaking deck planks, tensing ropes, and a growing sense that there had been lured onto the ship. In the ship's cargo hold, several sarcophagi lined the main bulkhead and began to stir in the darkness. The Templar knights sensed the intruders and were rising to meet them. Team's competition, we have the Lost Boys versus the Blind Dead. Buddy, what do you think about that? Um, I'm going to go with the Blind Dead. Okay. Jason? <laughs> You've never seen a Blind Dead movie. No. But I'm still going Lost Boys. All right, fair enough. Based on coolness alone. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Blind Dead also. I think the power of Kiefer Sutherland's mullet? beard and mullet. He did have a little bit of oh, yeah. on that. It's hard to make out. I, I, I think that, that right there is an automatic win. Here's the thing. Um, all that fun shit that they do, with the exception of flying, but like the... Freaking you out with your Chinese food? That's it's not, not going to work. Not going to work on the blind dead. They can't see. They're blind. They don't even have eyeballs. Jason. You're eating maggots. Yeah. Huh? Well, I don't think they even eat the blind dead. All they do is walk around with swords and shields. Sometimes they have like skeleton horses. Yeah, which is also very scary. They're slow as shit, though. That's a problem. They have motorcycles. That's true, and they can fly. But hey, they're also they can fly. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sticking with the blind dead on this one. Just because I think um, the Lost Boys are very arrogant, and I think that's going to be their downfall. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Blind Dead Boys. Bye. That's your Terradome matchup for the week. It's the Blind Dead versus the Lost Boys. Ponder that matchup. Get us your votes by next week if you can. Mental Health Hotline, of course, is area code 775-387-0275. Or you get us on the regular old email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. While you're thinking about that, we're going to tell you what movies we got to watch this week in a little segment we call, What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? 
How about Alone With You from 2021? This one just hit Shutter. It's not bad. You guys get a chance to check this out? No. Uh, one chick coming unraveled in her apartment. And it sounds kind of silly, but I thought it was done rather well. There's like a paranormal element and a weird kind of mental illness element and like a possibly a cheating spouse element. There's some weird stuff going on there. Not a bad show. A little bit of a twist at the end. Uh, the Living Dead at Manchester Morgue from 1974. Have you guys seen this one? Pretty solid little zombie movie out of hmm. England in the early 70s. The zombies in this one are pretty gnarly. Oh, yeah? Spe- or, uh, practical effects. They do some really cool stuff with like um, just the way the, the faces look and the eyes look. They don't look really conventional zombies. They look more like um, ki- almost kind of vampire-y in a weird way. But they well, are zombies. But okay. they have like a vampire look about them. It's a pretty hmm. good show. I've heard it's pretty good. It's not a bad show. Uh, lastly, The Witch from 2015. Oh, yeah. I have got to watch this with the subtitles on. You have to. I feel like... There's a lot. It, it's a good show. We all seen. We've all seen it. it. We all love it. Um, but I feel like there's a lot that I'm missing just in trying to keep up with this fucking dialect of theirs. Mm-hmm. It's English. Uh, it's got a weird accent. It's just like the. So it's a strong accent. And it's that that you know old puritanical. Ha, yeah, hast thou thine with the <laughs> heavenly. Father, get thine ass in the fucking... You know well, I, I, mean? I, I still remember seeing the theaters. First thing I said when I get out is, I got to watch this with subtitles. Yeah, <laughs> I got I to do it. And uh, uh, you've watched it with subtitles, Jay? Yeah, we watch everything with subs. Is it... Me too. Is, I, that's what I need to start doing since my kids won't shut the fuck up for five minutes. <laughs> um, is there like? Is there some more... What, am I losing anything by not watching it with subtitles? Well, you don't... You don't you don't find yourself wasting any time thinking, what the fuck did he just say? Uh, right, yeah. Or there's no, you know, having to maybe click back 10 or 15 seconds. To, to hear it again. To right. hear it again, but, you know, if you're actually reading it, reading along with it. So I don't are, think you lose anything. Are the subtitles in that weird dialect? Or oh, yeah. It, okay, so, but just reading it makes it a little bit easier to understand. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, I got to do it one of these days. Still a great show, man. Mm-hmm. I would, I'm thinking about getting like a weird kind of, do you want to live deliciously tattoo kind yeah. of a thing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Black, that, Black Phillip's awesome. Black Phillip mm-hmm. rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Those twins were the devil, and I stand by that. Somebody had made a Black Phillip ale. Oh, yeah. I think I saw that yeah. somewhere. I'm Pretty sure cool. it tasted like shit. I'm sure. It probably tasted like goat. <laughs> like a goat. Ram's piss. <laughs> goat right flavored beer. <laughs> if you can drink Ram's piss, you can drink anything. <laughs> That's all I'm looking at, Jason. What do you got? Let's see. Watcher. New release on Shudder. I saw that. Shutter. How's that? Uh, it is okay. Okay. Um, it's a bit of a... A bit of a sludge to kind of get through it. Okay. Um, pacing's a little off. Uh, really ramps up towards the end, but to get to that point, eh, and it's and it's absolutely nothing you haven't seen a million times. Reading the synopsis, it struck me as an immediately horny movie. Um, no, 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 no not really. No. Okay, All right. well, that's this. I still gave it a six. Okay, you know, which is fairly strong. It's sure. got that chick in it from um, It Follows. Oh, I, I like don't know. her. I don't know what her name is. Maka Monroe, I believe. Yeah, weird name. Yeah. I uh, rewatched The Black Phone. Okay. You definitely start seeing these holes kind of widen. Uh-oh. Um, it's still it's still a good movie. 
everything you like about it is still there but it's those those holes really just become more prominent Mm. all right um you won't be alone um i think i saw that tim also had watched this so uh this was on like um paramount plus or peacock or something so this is a it's listed as horror. It's a witch. It's very witch. Okay. Um, and it is very reminiscent of the movie Witch. Okay. Um, huh. It almost romanticizes it in, a, in that kind of way. Um, but this is way too melodramatic. Oh, boy. It, like, this is a slow fucking movie. Mm. Um, visually, it's great. Uh, acting is great. But it's, um, there's a lot of, like, kind of narration by the main character just kind of speaking <clears throat> over the whole movie yeah it's also in a um i forget what language it's, it's spoken in okay but it's all subtitles good flick but absolutely not horror huh. even though it's got some really graphic um moments in it lots of blood well lots of witchy shit that's good i like witchy um and that's it other than uh, the movies we had to watch for the week how about you, buddy? I uh, got to check out The Outfit. It's a 1956 December gangster type movie set okay. in basically this guy's a cutter. And there's some like mobster versus mobster stuff going on in here and you know doing things behind the back. And there's a recording tape and everybody wants this tape to find out who's the mole. Oh, and, yeah. Who's yeah. rat, see? Yeah, see? Yeah. It's, uh, it was done really good. It's definitely a slow burn. It's almost like one of those you could watch on a stage. Cool. Uh, it's all set in like one scene. You, nice. When, when the gangsters go out of, the, out of the building, you're still in the building with the cutter and you know everybody else and yeah, but it was done really nice. I mean, cool. If you like those kind of movies, I say definitely check it out. Right on. That's cool. it. That's it. All right, then. How about some immersion therapy? Mm-hmm. Forget about it. I was thinking about trying out a glory hole. <laughs> I haven't decided which end I'm going to be on yet. <laughs> <laughs> Immersion therapy. You ever seen this as seen for TV product called, I think it's the Vegetti? I have not, but I am interested. You've got my attention. It's it's like like glorious. You take like a cucumber or a zucchini or something, you put it in this thing and kind of like spin it around and then it makes like spaghetti noodles out of the vegetable. Okay. That's all I ever imagine is on the other side of a glory hole. Okay. Some fucking twisted Pencil individual just waiting to just <laughs> ready to rotor root your cock off. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but like I always thought it would be funny like as like a, a jackass stunt or some kind of a online viral video to go into a glory hole Wait for the guy to put his wiener through and just slap it as hard as I could. <laughs> With your tongue? <laughs> oh, God, Jason. Oh, wow. Yuck. What did you guys think of Glorious? Uh, I liked it. Did you? Yeah. I it, it, was, it, it was a, it was way, a really silly little it. movie. I thought it was kind of silly. I was grateful that it was short. Yeah, it was short. It was like only an hour and ten or something. Um, the it, little twist at the end I kind of liked, too. It was like, oh, shit, he's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah I had didn't see I, that coming I and either. i really thought that was at saving grace yeah like that that really because i was starting to dip down i'm like okay this shit's really starting to drag and then you know yeah, that, that brought me the, that brought all those me pictures and shit that yeah. he had it's like oh damn 
You kind of lost me at um, when he's getting hammered at the rest stop. I've been hammered in some pretty weird places. Uh, butthole. A butthole. <laughs> I've been hammered in the butthole. Uh, but a highway rest stop, man, how depressed and fucking furious or whatever your problem is to you for you to start drinking in one of those disgusting places. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I thought it was a little too silly for me. I like J.K. Simmons. I mean. Oh, yeah. True Blood. Yeah. No, that's oh, not Ryan. No, no, that's I'm talking Ryan. about the. the you, you never saw him, but yeah, he, like did the voice. The over. voice was great. Oh yeah, um, I don't know, man. Just a little too silly for me, I guess. I think the most unbelievable aspect of that whole wacky ass movie was that the girlfriend was too ugly for Jason Stackhouse. I, yeah, she I agree. Was, she had a very strange face. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm not saying she's ugly. She just didn't. You would expect him to have like a, at least a solid nine. Yeah, yeah, he's Jason Stackhouse, for goodness yeah, sake. I, yeah. He looked like he's shit ripped he in did. this movie, though. He did. He had like this weird mangy beard. Fuzz. But even still. And can you at least just get the fucking hair out of your face? <laughs> that shit was down the whole time. It would have driven me crazy. Uh, it it just didn't seem like a pairing to me. No. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, silly movie, but, I mean, I wasn't mad at it. Oh, well, okay. I wasn't mad at it either. It's just a little too silly for me. <laughs> I bet you got to understand you're watching a horror movie about a glory hole in a in a rest stop restroom. Once you understand that, then you there's really no place else to go but up. They really try to make I don't know go highbrow with it though with the kind of the whole backstory oh, yeah. and, and like the mythos behind the yeah. whole thing. I'm like, come on, man. This is a glory just be hole. a haunted glory this hole. Is make a glory it dumb hole. it down. Be a haunted glory. Oh hole. no, he's a deity from an ether and it's, it's coming to suck your dick or something i guess yeah I that, that part pretty much lost me i'm like i don't care who you are or what you are oh yeah and then the father coming in oh the father's going all right there buddy it's still a glory hole <laughs> all right uh buddy what do you got for us this week all right this week let's check out 2022's orphan first kill it's about an after orchestrating a brilliant escape from an estonian psychiatric facility Ether Esther travels to an American by impersonating the missing daughter of a wealthy family. All right. Yeah. And you'll find this gem on Amazon Prime. Also on Paramount Plus. I yeah, think. either Paramount or Peacock. Or maybe. Peacock. It's oh, one of the so it's out there. Quite a few sites. I think I think through Amazon you do like the Amazon channels thing to connect it to Peacock, Peacock or, or Paramount or, Paramount or whatever Paramount. it is. Hmm. There you I have know. it, folks. Check. I went to Amazon Prime and I just hit play. And it oh, started. nice. Oh, okay. oh, sweet. Yeah, that'll be a lot easier. Check that shit out, inmates. We'll do the same in Compare Notes next week. But first, I am in need of an education, my friends. Educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week. I am a weary road traveler, me and my attractive young love interest. When you know, we got sidetracked by a bunch of rubes who then tried to steal my weird U-Haul compartment. Oh shit, did they find some stuff in there? Now I'm going to have to kill them all because that's what I do. I'm a serial killer. And I've got the daughter of a rich family tied up in my U-Haul thing. 
I'm going to use a crossbow, a meat grinder, uh, some explosives. I'm going to go full Frank Castle on these bitch asses. I am Luke Evans. Anything? He no. never died. No one lives. I mean, yeah, shit. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Not Henry Rollins, buddy. Uh, yeah, no one lives. That's a great show, right? It is. You guys seen that one? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's beautiful. Luke Evans is just such a fucking gem. I would probably have sex with him. His jawline, huh? Not that he would want anything to do with me, but if he did, Mr. Evans. <laughs> and if, if there was a glory hole. Uh, no glory hole necessary. I want to see. Yeah, I want to stare longingly into his eyes. <laughs> Great show. Uh, who might I be this week, you ask? Well, I am a prodigal son returning to my hometown. Uh, my dad is very ill. My twin brother has recently shacked up with what happens to be my ex-fiance. I'm not all that happy about that. And now people are starting to die all of a sudden. What the fuck is going on here? I think this town, my dad and his friends and everybody else has a secret they're trying to keep secret. A secret they're trying to keep secret. A secret secret. As one it's do. a secret secret is what it is. Secret secret. And uh, we're going to have to uh, probably drag the lake and get into the history of this whole shit storm if we're going to find out the truth. Who might I be, you ask? Tune in next week, and I will hmm. clue you in. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's about going to do it for us. Thank you again very much for joining us. Um, like, comment, subscribe, wherever you found this show. That helps our visibility quite a bit. We do have a Patreon campaign running. I believe the month of December is up for grabs uh, presently. $5 donation gets you control of December, a padded room travel mug, a padded room t-shirt, possibly some hardcore pornography. Alan was our latest uh, contributor. He texted me on the side and was like, dude, I got kids. <laughs> they love to open my mail. Please don't. <laughs> All right, Alan, I got you, big guy. We'll save it for the next one. <laughs> I got you, big guy. Uh Padded Room Podcast or paddedroom.podbean.com is where you find that link and anything else you need to know about us. Join us next week for Witchboard starting Kevin Tenney Month, courtesy of Tom Hardy here in the Padded Room. In the meantime, you guys got anything else? That's it for me. For Miss Monica and Absentia, weird aliens that come down and fuck things up. Glory holes. Glory holes. (laughs) Vampires that may want to fight those aliens to keep them from fucking things up. All movies being reproductions of Poltergeist. No, just this one. (laughs) And the Padded Room podcast. (laughs) I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Have a great week. What did one place say to another? Tonight, dinner's on me.